0: Hey guys, we are back in the zone today. We will be discussing quite a bit of stuff. Again, the journey to Nostalgia Mania continues. We'll also be talking about the NHL. We didn't really talk about that that much last week. We'll talk about playoff matchups, wild card situations. So without further ado, let's get into it. So to start off, Alino, if the playoffs were today, I'm going to give you the first matchup, Montreal, Tampa Bay. How many games
1: does Tampa win and does Montreal even have a shot at winning a game? I'm going Tampa with a sweep and Carey Price may be stealing when it's pushing it to make it five, but Tampa is going to roll right over them. Another,
0: another question, Columbus, only two points out. Behind Montreal, do they have a better chance of beating Tampa, or is this just a foregone conclusion? This
2: this is a foregone conclusion, and it's really a shame because Bobrovsky and Price are probably playing their best hockey this season. But uh, I, don't, I really don't see anyone getting by Tampa. I think Columbus could actually – you know
1: what? Columbus could make it interesting. John Tortorella's back and goes into Tampa. They all know him there, and then Bobrovsky – I think Columbus is better – built than montreal i think they would have a better shot but tampa i think goes on the first round
0: um i just want to give out i want to tell you tampa's record because it's actually dumb they're 59 14 and 4 they have 122 points the second best team in the nhl is boston with 103
2: oh look at that both in the atlantic
0: which is actually mental so the next matchup, if it were to happen, to me, is pretty interesting. Washington and Carolina. I don't think we've seen this matchup in the playoffs. I don't think we've we've it's ever seen that. Um, I like what Carolina does with the celebrating, but I think the defending champs would take them in the, I'd say, six maybe.
2: I want to say five. Or, I'm happy for Carolina. I don't know why no one likes those celebrations. It makes the fans happy. It's like it seems like they're winning every home game because I feel like I see that two three times a week now. They've
0: only lost twelve at home. There you
2: go. Oh, wow. Like yes. yeah, a lot of their young guys are stepping up. Aho is a superstar in the league. They got a lot of good players there. But yeah, I don't know if they can get by the Caps.
0: When he got drafted, they were all saying it was too early. Remember with Aho? Oh, in the second
2: round. second
0: round. Like, oh, this is a reach. He's small. He's got the skill set, but he's not.
1: A uh, for sure.
2: N.H. Yeah, er Look at half the league.
1: They're all under six feet now. So. You met Ajo in that World Junior line with Lion A and Cap Oh, my and God. A- and
0: we saw him live. Ajo. RB,
1: unbelievable line. He was amazing, too, in that tournament. You would think he'd be like an afterthought on that team with those guys. He carried his own, and he's really transitioned to Carolina really well. He's leading that team. I think Carolina would go to six, but, yeah, Washington – Ovechkin's gonna power them over.
0: I think at this point it's a win though of a season for Carolina. Because yeah. again, last year I'm looking at them and I'm like, are they are they a top like are they a bottom ten team in the league? Absolutely. That was me last year, but this year look at them. They got they acquired Dougie Hamilton. We thought that they've got fleeced they got rid of Lindholm and Hannifin. Lindholm and Hannifin are striving in Calgary, both having great seasons, career years. And here's Carolina coming out here, and they only have 12 home losses. Aho's a superstar. Niederreiter ever since going to Carolina has been amazing. So with their goalie problems, like, I'm surprised they're in a playoff spot because who the hell's their goalie? Mrazek and McElhaney? All year, that's giving you a playoff berth?
2: Doesn't sound that good, but yeah. it seems to be working.
0: But again, yeah, I'll say Washington would win that, but... Don't count Carolina out. This could be like a miracle and a wonder season, just like we saw last year with Vegas. Maybe they could be that team.
2: There is usually one or two upsets in the first round. Would that be one of them if you're looking at uh, all of the series?
0: Uh, In the East, yeah, for sure. Well, because I don't see Tampa losing. (laughs) I don't see see Pittsburgh losing to the Islanders because that would be the next matchup. True. And Pittsburgh would have home ice. And that kind of – that's a huge deal.
2: Yeah.
0: And then it'd be Boston-Toronto, and we have to be kind of biased there and say Toronto wins, so.
2: Yeah, I, that'll be fun.
0: I asked yesterday to a couple of work friends. I'm like, do you guys think Boston beats Toronto? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. They don't see us beating Boston. I'm like, you know what? Keep saying that. Just keep saying that because that's motivation. <laughs> so with that being said, do you, what do you guys think with this Toronto series as we face Boston again?
2: I think either way it's going to seven just like last year, and it will be determined in the second half of that game, just like last year. Because going into the third period, we had a lead, didn't we? Yeah. And then we just got spanked and they Green scored Gardner. like four on us. Yeah, Gardner. That's what everyone remembers. But it's basically the same team's going at it, except we added John Tavares. So I don't see why we have any less of a chance. The only thing the Leafs got to do is get back their mojo. Freddie's got to get going again. they got to get their confidence going. So... This should be a really fun series.
0: Is home ice a main concern? Because the Boston Bruins have a 29-7-3 home record, which is really good. So I don't know if this is a, a bad thing for the Leafs because the Leafs had the second spot for a while. They were holding on to it, and then they couldn't hold on to it. Now they're six points behind Boston. Looking at Boston's home record here, another the only team that has a better home ice record is Tampa with 32 6 and 2 but they've lost 14 games all year which is just re- retarded but the Leafs have a 22 11 and 5 away record so does that kind of counterbalance it or are you guys like worried that they can't win a game in TD Garden
2: those stats it sounds like it evens it out but it, every time we go to Boston it's just this different atmosphere and we look like a different team
0: we look scared when we're in Boston
2: I don't I was trying to avoid using that word, but yeah, we kind (laughs) of (laughs) do. I think it's the fans, they take over early. You got to find that grit.
0: When you're in TD Garden, I feel like you have to score first. The Leafs have to score first. If you don't score first, all the
2: momentum, Boston, it's over. The last month or so, we've been doing the exact opposite of that. So, yeah, we're going to have to do something here. I think come playoff time, Mike Babcock's
1: going to go into like a workshop mode and do like blueprints, how to beat this team. He's going to throw lines together. I think Toronto beats them this year. Yeah. I think Boston's out. Toronto's going on.
0: And is it a foregone conclusion? We will see Pittsburgh and the Islanders go 7 6. Pittsburgh wins. New York wins. I think Pittsburgh at 5.
2: I'll say pens in seven.
0: Hey, okay. <laughs> and then if that were to happen, the final four teams would be it'd be Washington versus Pittsburgh and then Tampa, Toronto. Wow, that's fun. And then <laughs> and then that that we could talk about next week. But going to the West now, you have Calgary versus Colorado, but Arizona's still in arm's reach of a postseason. Does Calgary beat
1: both of them? I think Calgary has a better chance against Arizona, but Colorado, like you can't write them out. McKinnon's been really good, Rantanen's been really good. Their team has really clicked together since they traded Duchesne, and I don't. I think they can make some noise. That would be the surprise for me. Like when we were talking about the East with any upsets each year, I think Colorado would be the
2: upset in the Western Conference. Arizona is still kind of a wild card to me because I haven't seen much of them all year, but like they're just in that spot, so they're obviously doing something right. Kemper's been amazing for them, oh. but uh, for Colorado, teams usually get a boost when players come back from injury around that time, and they have two of their top three guys out in Landeskog and and so if they come back and they end up <laughs> sticking in that second wild card, I don't know, they'll do some damage, but I don't know if I'd bet against Calgary. Uh, I think either way, Calgary may be taking that, but yeah, don't sleep on the abs.
0: How much of a turnaround are you like for hockey fans is it to see, like, how good is it to see Calgary back in the postseason and being an impact team? Because I remember growing up, that's all I remember them being was an, just, like, one of the best teams in the West. That it, I remember it would always be them, Colorado, and Detroit would always be the big three that would just kill everybody in the West.
2: Yeah, two out of three, not that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now, I mean, looking at what Goudreau and Monaghan have done for this organization – it's awesome to see even Matt Kachuk getting drafted sixth overall I remember I think it was the other game I like one game we I watched with you and I saw he had an A I'm like this guy's already an assistant captain he just got drafted three years ago
2: was that last year maybe
0: yeah I don't I don't remember but he's a great leader he's having a career year he scores he gets under people's skin we saw with uh, Drew Dowdy Drew Dowdy hates him man so I, I feel like Calgary's the team they're in first in the west but i feel like they're still looked at as like underdogs
2: i think everyone's still on the winnipeg and nashville bandwagon like yeah they have a great regular season but let's see what you can do in the postseason and calgary hasn't really done that the last couple years yet no so this might be the year they have to prove themselves
0: but again i'm looking at calgary and i'm looking at the goalies and it's like can this really carry your team to like two playoff series wins even against colorado colorado's a high scoring team and if you're going up against David Riddich or Mike Smith and he's not playing well, McKinnon will light you up. We've seen what McKinnon could do in the playoffs as a rookie so oh. he could he, he could possibly light it up. You know what? I think I might go with Colorado there if they face Calgary because Colorado's a team that, like you said, if Ranton and Landis call come back McKinnon gets that mojo back because McKinnon's also slowed down a little bit even though he's at like 94 but he's he's slowed <laughs> down a little bit. I, I would go with maybe Colorado in seven. That could maybe be an upset right there. And then we would see Winnipeg versus Dallas. That would be a high-scoring series, or it could potentially be a one nothing series because you have Hellebuck, who's red-hot, and Ben Bishop, who's been red-hot all year. But Ben Bishop just got injured. He's now day-to-day. Does this mean that Dallas could potentially slip out? Uh, Arizona is five points, though, behind Dallas. So do you think Dallas secures it? Or do you think Dallas could have a
2: huge crumble at the end of the year and blow it? Uh, I think they're locked in that spot there. If they fall out, they're going to have to make some changes, especially that late in the season. Yeah, they got five points on Arizona. I don't see them moving. But for the Winnipeg-Dallas, that would be a fun offensive series. But I don't know if Dallas can squeak by them. I've told you before in the past, I really don't have faith in that team. There's something above them. I don't, <laughs> I don't see them doing much. They got a few nice offensive players. Klingberg's a beauty. Icekinning's one of the best young players in the league. He is. Um, yeah, Bishop just got hurt, but for some reason, history tells me that he's just not going to perform in the playoffs.
0: When you look at bottom six forwards in Dallas, I think that's what maybe tells you why you're not sold on them. I like
2: Radic Faxa
0: though. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay, but you, you still plug Spetsa in the top six. That's kind of a problem. Love what Spetsa's done, but he is he's not that type of player anymore. They even have Martin Hansel on the fourth line center. I used to think this guy would be good. He's not that good anymore. Guys like Blake Como and I don't know, like Matthias Yanmark. These guys, like they're good, but they don't cut it, I I would assume. And then you have Winnipeg. You're going up against Winnipeg, and you have guys like Scheifele, who, mind you, ever since getting drafted, he's progressed slowly every single year. Blake Wheeler is getting better every single year, and he's 32 now. He's at like 90-something points again. Laine is struggling, and they're still looked at as favorites. Ehlers, Connor hits 30 goals again. This team I think is the team that beat in the West and I think they could sweep Dallas no problem.
2: You know what though? Uh, I think right now they have Bufflin and Morrissey out. That could come into play. Which could be a huge Bufflin's been out most of the year, but Morrissey just getting injured recently. Especially Jamie Benn. He, he, he eats he eats minutes.
0: Like... He eats minutes. Yeah. Jamie Benn has been yeah. coming up, eh? It's coming finally, back to form.
1: Finally.
2: <laughs> <all year. laughs> uh,
0: well, and then the next series we would have is Nashville and St. Louis.
1: Man, that's a tough one, because especially Saint Louis came out of nowhere. They were Finnington. so bad in the beginning. Like people were saying, oh, are they going to trade everyone like Petrangelo? Are they going to like dangle Tarasenko to try and rebuild? And then they come out of nowhere and win all these games. Nashville though, they did a lot of moves. So there's going to be a lot more pressure on them to perform this year. Um, Wayne Simmons coming in, and then Granlin. So they have a lot of pressure on. Them. They have to get past around. I think if they don't make it past the conference <laughs>
2: final then there's going to be a lot more moves in the summertime. Does it seem like they're uh, the new Capitals? Yeah. Like they'll be top two, three in the league. And they just can't get it done. (laughs) Yeah, bounced in the second. But uh, I don't know if this will be an upset, but I want to say St. Louis for this series. Bennington's just been so good all year. I still don't know much about him. I just see he keeps winning games. Teresanko's a superstar. Shen's amazing. Uh, They got a really good back end. I really like the Blues. I think they can take the Preds in seven.
0: When I look at both these teams on paper, I feel like they're almost the exact same team. Like, they both have unreal defense. They have a young guy in Vince Dunn. They have a young guy in, uh, I don't know, like Ryan out. Al- well, Ryan Alves isn't even that young. But you have Ekholm, who's come out of nowhere now. He's got like 48 points. Like, I don't know how. Yossi, Subban, Ellis, that's your top four. Then you have... Petrangelo, Perico, Dunn, Schmaltz, like Bortuzzo, all these other guys that could actually play. Edmondson, these guys could all play great minutes. Jo- Jordan Binnington has arguably been better than Pecorine this year. And you're looking at these goalie tandems and it's like, I don't really know who to pick. If you put these two teams on a scale, it's literally like, it's it's even for me. I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis won, even though Nashville got Granlin and Simmons in at the trade deadline. I said straight to Piniello's face, when Nashville got those two guys, I'm like, they won, the dra- they won the trade deadline. You get those two guys, you barely give up anyone. You gave up, what, Fiala a third and something for those assets?
1: For
2: oh, Hartman.
0: <laughs> Hartman was scratching and clawing to play. Um, but th- even look at St. Louis's bottom six forwards. They have Robert Thomas... Fabry, even guys like Sunquist who could come in the lineup, they can make an impact. Jordan Cairo, we've seen before, he can come in and play. I don't know, man. Like St. Louis to me is uh I've never looked at them as a bad team. Even when they were struggling, I'm like, hey, the chemistry is not there, but they're not a bad team. They're
2: at the bottom for a while. Yeah, that was
0: weird. To like see. like Schwartz was struggling all year at the beginning. Um, Braden Shen as well, even had a bad start. Tarasenko had a bad start. They all started clicking. Even David Perron has been pretty good for St. Louis. Um, Steen, again, he's kind of slowed down, but he still plays a you know a veteran-type leadership role on that team. But I call it, I think this might be the series of, uh, of the playoffs for me, other than the Boston one. This could be uh, thick and thin, I'll say, Game 7. It's kind, to me, it's kind of like what the Sharks and the Kings were a couple of years ago.
2: Oh, those are it's like flip
0: there. a coin just there's a winner <laughs> oh. speaking of sharks we got the sharks and the golden knights who you got in this one because this could be another this could be a great series
2: oh my god they have to get flurry back they do they really do because i want to say vegas with oh, the acquisition of stone and oh. then their uh, their main guys are going now they're starting to pick it up carlson marshall salton smith uh they're very mobile on the back end they you know Vegas is a really good team, with San Jose, it's hard to overlook the guys they have there—the crop of forwards and Couture and Kane and Thornton and Hurdle me or... oh, and Meier. Uh, Burns has been a superstar all year. Oh. They may get Carlson back around that time. Oh my god. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some LA King San Jose vibe from this. But I'm gonna stick—you know—I'm gonna stick with Vegas for this. Oh. oh. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: go with San Jose in seven. <laughs> only because, like, Eric Carlson coming back, he's going to add something more to that back end. That's so deep already with Vlasic and Burns, and then the forward group is just insane to have. And I think San Jose goes past this round, maybe, I think even to the final. I have San Jose going that far, and in the summer, you'll see Eric Carlson go to Vegas after he bounces (laughs) in the first round. Yeah, I
0: I agree with you guys. This is a tough series, but if they get Eric Carlson back, healthy and rested remember what we saw two years ago what Eric Carlson did in the playoffs with Ottawa wow. one game one game away from going to the Stanley Cup final if you're telling me he does that with this San Jose team they're going to the Stanley Cup finals and to me I think Vegas would be a cakewalk for them if Carlson comes back healthy but again you get a former teammate in Mark Stone and Vegas is looking scary too
2: have uh, either of you seen Martin Jones recently Nope.
0: He's awful, eh? <laughs> didn't I tell you he has like an 897 save?
2: I, I didn't believe it until I, yeah, I had to look at the see what he's been doing. it. perfect Just, this year for me. That's why it came in last. It's not been pretty. Yeah. He's awful. He also has three shutouts. Freddie has like
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> How do you have an 897 sh- save and you have three shutouts? It's a... It's How... A nice what, what is... Does that mean you have like an 860 save like in the year if you don't count
1: <laughs> those? Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Martin Jones, we love you, buddy.
1: We're not. Uh, They're probably gonna try and yeah. You want Jones back? We'll get Jonathan Quick.
0: So if you guys had to,
1: if you guys had to pick two teams right now to go to the finals, who is it? San Jose, Toronto. Just for so the biased league fan. If not being biased, Tampa, San Jose.
2: I'll say Tampa and uh, Winnipeg because no. I fucking sell out and pick the best teams.
0: I'll say Tampa Bay. And Nashville.
1: Oh. oh,
0: oh yeah. Nashville. The winner of the Nashville and the St. Louis series. It definitely won't be St. Louis. They're not going to the finals. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless Bennington turns into the ultra-hamburgler and just – you imagine Jake Allen
1: comes up now and all of a sudden gets shutouts everywhere. He just oh makes my all these God. real saves. Oh, you'd love that. Oh no.
0: I still I still would not trust him. Be like, yeah, you can get all the shutouts you want. Next year, start of the year, you'll start 0-6-2 with an 8.90 save. Yeah, you
2: know the Michael Layden type of playoffs. You know what? I would love to see Tampa, Calgary, relive that from all those years ago. Oh years ago. man, that was one of my favorite finals. I'd Both love to see that. Late. Both teams are first in their conference. Why the fuck not? Honestly, if
0: good. if there is a year for Calgary, it's this year. Yeah. Like Jordano deserves it, man. This guy's been playing all seeking, year.
2: He's gonna win the Norse. It's looking like it. He's up there.
0: I I think you have to. He's 35 now. You have to give it to him.
2: I think of him, Burns and uh, Riley. I want to say Riley. Yeah, I want to Brett. Give it to him
0: Yeah, Morgan Riley's in that discussion for me. Drew Doughty this year? No,
1: not in it. He's making a lot of money this year. Drew Doughty. (laughs) My God. Is he Mm -hmm. in the 10 range? I think so. (laughs) somewhere around there.
0: All right, Alino, let's go into the ring. All You want to kick it (laughs) off? Dude, I I don't know what happened. I did not watch Raw.
1: Oh, you didn't miss anything. That was probably the best decision you made, not watching Raw. Oh, boy. three hours of boredom. Again, back-to-back weeks of nothing.
0: Oh God! Oh, God! It's bad. Who opened the show?
2: Wow. Uh, I'm trying to remember that. I actually can't remember. It was that bad?
0: Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it Kurt Angle? That's a problem <laughs> if it was Kurt
2: Angle. Yeah. No, I don't was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Who was it? Okay, let's. You know what? Let's let's quickly talk about. I want to talk about the whole. Uh, the women's tag team. I want to talk about that for a second. Is it a fatal four way?
2: Yeah. It is. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's a problem for me. I don't want to see that at all.
2: Naya Tamina, yeah. the Iconics, and uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia.
0: I'm trying to find the Raw result. It's not coming up here at all. So, what was the main thing that came out of Raw?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Drew and Roman are going to face each other. Ah,
0: that's time. what I wanted to talk about. Because I heard uh, Drew ask them. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, sure.
1: And Roman came out. Mm-hmm. Short and, and
0: sweet. And there it is. And Drew beat, the
1: beat up Dean Ambrose in the main event. Last man standing. That was good. And, yeah, oh, my the God. only bright part of the show,
2: but it was kind of predictable since they had that match two weeks ago. For all the last mm-hmm. year or so, there's like one or two takeaways in a fucking three-hour program, which is embarrassing. And that's about it. So, yeah, that was one of the highlights. Yeah. Did, didn't we see Baron
0: Corbin versus Apollo Crews again? Oh God! Yes, we
2: <laughs> I
0: think so. I, think I, I think,
1: think I must have skipped that. It's just, it's just Kurt so. Kurt Angle beating Samoa Joe, the U.S. champion. I heard that. Um... <laughs> and Kurt Angle almost broke his neck after taking a suplex. Oh my God! Okay, let's go to the results here. Let's let's
0: get right into it. Been a little bit of a. Okay, so yeah, we had Drew versus Dean in a Last Man Standing. Becky Lynch defeated ronda rousey and charlie flair and beat the clock the challenge okay they started go. the
1: show with a stupid promo of saying oh basically you should all thank me that we're in the main event oh, see no. now it's coming back to me all this stuff about you see you have to say ronda rousey it's like a trigger word and then they had this beat the clock which makes absolutely no sense because it's not an elimination chamber match they're in so what are they trying to prove they bury the riot squad because they all got defeated in under a minute ruby riot was able to tap out After a minute 27 seconds, and she didn't tap out, so she beat the clock. And then Becky
2: takes out Liv Morgan in a minute 19 seconds. I give Sarah props for running around the ring, brilliant (laughs) strategy but the second i saw that uh like oh this is happening uh the beat the clock challenge and i see the riot squad i'm like fuck they're all gonna get buried in a minute like, are you kidding me just rename them the job squad Because that's then, all they've been
1: next week what they announced there's gonna be a six-woman tag match with ronda charlotte becky and guess who they're facing the riot squad <laughs> the job squad yeah oh my god up next week have was finn Balor. Defeating Jinder
0: and Bobby Lashley because the odds were against him, and they always beat the odds. He's gonna face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the IC title. Wow, I'm excited for that. We won't. We have never seen that match before. Never.
2: It's, it's just uh, It's just another episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania is gonna be.
0: It's gonna be awful. I, Eight I hours of shit.
2: I don't even know what the. I just don't care. Like the match was fine, I guess. Finn got his win. Fuck.
0: I don't I, know. I, I ranted <laughs> last week about his position, and, and this is even
2: worse. For Lashley, though, every time – I feel so bad for the guy. Every time he comes out, he doesn't even get a reaction. Like when Jinder comes out, they boo him. That's awesome. You're doing your job. Yeah. With Lashley, it's just no one fucking cares. It's because they ruined – like when they teased
1: that he was turning on um, Leo Rush – he was finally getting that reaction. And then they put him back with him the next night, and the crowd is lost. So, what to do with this guy? And then Jinder Mahal gets booed. He was a former WWE champ. I hate when they keep that. bringing that yeah. up every week. And he loses here. Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley beats up uh, Jinder Mahal's uh, two crash test dummies, the Singh brothers. Here's a question I want to ask you If you saw this
0: match at a house show, which I did, Lashley versus Finn Balor. For the Intercontinental title, do you think that I want to see this at Wrestlemania?
1: The match at the house show is probably going to be better than the match at Mania. Oh, but he's facing the demon at Wrestlemania. We haven't seen that before. (laughs) You see how they throw these little wrenches into all the plans? You've seen Finn Balor, but have you seen the demon?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That character change, wow. And then then we got Aleister Black and Ricochet. Defeat the Revival because it's not for the titles, and they always lose when it's not
1: for the titles. And just copy-paste for WrestleMania. That's what we're going to see. Another third match between them.
0: And then Roman defeated – or not defeated. He accepted Drew's challenge. It's probably safe to say that Roman beats Drew at Mania. But what if he doesn't? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll be very very happy and surprised. I'll be like, oh, wow, he actually gave Drew something for once.
2: There's got to be some swerves on this card. All, All these friggin, friggin' matches. Yeah. There's got to be one swerve. If that's the one, I'll be. Braun Strowman in the Hunter the Giant Memorial
1: Battle Royal with the two SNL uh, co-hosts. So I'm not even going to talk about what happened with the co-hosts. I don't want to fucking talk about that. It's, yeah, they wasted a good 10-minute segment <laughs> with the moment of bliss. And the whole point of it was he wants them in the Hunter the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And she said, okay, sure. I, uh, but why, why does she have the authority for that? She doesn't. She's just wrestling. the host of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> She's not.
2: Oh my god. Like, I love Alexa Bliss, but every time I hear her music, I just know it's going to end badly yeah. with these uh, useless segments. And this was another one of them.
0: And then Paul Heyman confronted Seth Rollins. What'd you think of that?
2: I mean, uh, a lot of people are tired of Heyman, but every time I see him, I the love him. He's just gold, he does his job. Collab uh, is tired of him. Yeah, I'll never get tired of that guy. Just no. Money on the mic. Don't get Seth, it. Uh, spit back some fire as well. It's uh, it's good stuff. There's only so much you can do when the fucking champ's not there. So, Heyman's carrying it. Guy's a beauty. I think Heyman outdid Seth Rollins, So Because Seth Rollins started off a little too
1: cheesy for my liking. And then Heyman went and said, Oh, you know what? This generation, they all want sympathy. You all want all this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go slay the beast and all that stuff. And that's what, like, It kind of worked against Seth Rollins, but then Seth Rollins went back and finally, like, did something different in his promo, and that was good. So next week, Brock Lesnar's coming back, and I don't know if he's going to talk or he's going to hop up and down. Say something stupid.
2: (laughs) I think if they're just going to (laughs) stare off for, like, 30 seconds, and then that'll close the show. I honestly think that. Like, remember when Reigns and Lesnar did that? Oh, that was bad. When they're pulling the title and the screen just goes black? Yeah, that Maybe avoid the tug of war, but just the stupid stare off and... And then the program. The thing gone. I liked about
0: that timer was Reigns grabbed the title from him. He's like, this is mine. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? And then we saw Kurt. Oh
2: my God. Kurt okay, defeat Samoa Joe, the US champion, on Raw. Samoa Joe just doesn't learn his lesson. He always seems to get rolled up. And the thing I like, though,
0: <laughs> I, I saw a clip from TNA oh, that Kurt butt. slapped yeah. him, and then Samoa slapped
1: him. I'm like, ah, there it is. is Story it's right up. there. The head nice. And cool. Impact kind of trolled them. They put the full match of, like, their first match in TNA, they put it right after that match happened. And he's like, oh, flashback to the Global Wrestling Network. Back when these two guys can actually wrestle, when Kurt Angle was able to move around. They didn't
0: say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Also, I wanna quickly discuss what Triple H was saying, how he's putting his career on the line at WrestleMania. Is this now make it predictable that Triple H is winning? If it wasn't already, it is now. I feel so bad for Batista. Every time he comes back, he just wants what he wants. And even if he gets what he wants, the final outcome, it just
1: It doesn't go in his favor ever. If they didn't say that Triple H was going to have his career on the line, I would have thought, okay, maybe Batista will win because I'll spread it out a bit. And the whole storyline, Triple H never beat Batista in any match. So for them to say, my career's on the line, you run the damn company. No one expects you to win. I don't understand that.
0: For me, the thing is when people put their careers on the line – People think of it as like it's a story and it's going to boost the match quality. If anything, it's going to ruin it, especially in a situation like this. Like if you told me like it was just Batista versus Triple H, no DQ, I would be like, okay, I don't know. I don't really know who's winning. I really don't care. But now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm putting my career on the line. We saw that at WrestleMania 29 with Brock Lesnar and he won. So what is – what the hell – is making me believe different now that he's going to lose to a guy that has not wrestled since what payback 2014 like Wrong. I don't I don't I don't really get it. I mean, I would rather have Triple H versus Batista, none of this career shit and have Batista win. Yeah. Because it's a to me it's to me it's already a happy go lucky mania if Kofi wins, if Becky wins, if Seth Rollins wins, if they all win This is just there. (laughs) Yeah, like you have to make a heel win. Maybe if it's not
2: Batista, it's Drew. But you have to have a heel win, at least something. The only thing I'm curious about this match is to see if Batista is in ring shape. Yeah. Because like he does like MMA and he takes his MMA trainer on the road with him and he's in great shape. But like nothing is like in ring cardio I think so, that's why it's an Yeah, you got to be able to go against the ropes. I really hope it's not a fucking 10-minute sloppy punching fest. probably it will be. Uh, <laughs> hitting each other with, like, weapons and then five minutes on the ground
1: and spine on a table and you know, all those spots. I yeah. just hope it's, like,
0: just passable. Yeah.
1: That's cool.
0: Like, I, I was reading an article. People, A lot of people are expecting it to be, like, an A-plus brawl, and it's, like, no more than a C plus
2: for me. Are you I, like uh, like the Taker and Triple H at Mania? Twenty seven. Because that I fucking hated that match. People loved it. I hated it too. Spinebuster, <laughs> lie down for five minutes. Tombstone, <laughs> lie down for ten minutes. Last one. This no. This is not the way to do storytelling. This is boring the shit out of everyone.
1: Okay, so. Oh, I'm sorry. With that,
0: no, uh, that's. I like the whole so one
1: after that. That was actually what they should have done. But, yeah, you know, that's, that 27 match was a trademark.
0: <laughs> now we're going to go to SmackDown Live. And let's just say SmackDown is making this guy a little heated. Uh, we start off with Mr. McMahon granting Kofi Kingston one last WrestleMania opportunity. I'm, I agree with you. Mr. McMahon has been coming out way too much lately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love him, but got to kind of ease back if anything insert yourself in the Shane feud yeah. don't don't have yourself involved with this Kofi Kingston feud
1: what are your thoughts on that okay yeah, that, that, he comes out and says Kofi I'm giving you every like opportunity you want your match you're for from ringside and the New Day's gonna have to win the gauntlet tonight so another gauntlet match like I don't know I don't like that up next <laughs> this guy this guy right here Charlotte
0: Flair defeats Asuka to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. What are your thoughts on
2: that? I'm just going to avoid the whole Becky versus Charlotte, the unification. I I want to hear you rant, Pags. I want to hear you rant. Just for Asuka, I feel like her career would have been made if she just left after NXT. Because the second they called her up, it all went downhill. Like, the, the thing that pissed me off the most, she lost the title. And they had her backstage... This fucking drove me nuts. They had her backstage 40 minutes after losing the title less than two weeks before the biggest show of the year. And she's fucking smiling and clapping going, yay, go New Day, go Kofi. Are you not supposed to be pissed off? You just lost the fucking title. I don't understand what they're doing. There's no continuity in WWE. They don't make any fucking sense.
1: What are your thoughts on the eighth title reign for Charlotte Flair, Alino? I think this is what is going to happen now. Because Charlotte now is a SmackDown Women's Champion. The four horsewomen teammates that she had, Bailey and Sasha, are the tag champs. Going into WrestleMania, I think, Sasha and Bailey retain. Charlotte already has her title. Becky walks out the champion. And you have the four of them as champions at the end of WrestleMania. But it's still stupid because Asuka was just built up again. Finally, at TLC, we start coming right back up, looking like a threat, defending her title against Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville... Looks like she's gonna have a triple threat. Something interesting. Something different. No. Now she's gonna probably be in a battle royal. But I don't. I there. don't. But I don't get why you have
2: to invest both
0: titles in one main event match. Yeah, I know,
2: like Becky said, Charlotte brought nothing to the, to the, the match. Yeah. Well, so, she's not wrong. Now she has a prop on her shoulder, which kind of means nothing because it's not on the line. But a title shouldn't be a fucking prop. So yeah. they basically <laughs> ran over that division, yeah. so they can uh, invest in hopefully a bigger payoff. Down the line, yeah. I mean, I get, I get it with
0: Vince because it's the first ever women's main event, and I guess you want to have it as special as possible. But look at what you did to the SmackDown Women's Title.
2: Was it not special already?
0: It was, it was, it was decent last year because you had Becky and Charlotte going for it majority of the year. Carmella had a pretty decent run with it, actually. I actually respected her run; it wasn't bad. But as soon as Asuka won. At TLC, one of the best matches I saw in a while. Again, Becky and Charlotte, top notch. Asuka, top notch. Last year WrestleMania, Asuka-Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Women's title. Perfect opportunity to showcase it. You have Charlotte Flair defeat Asuka. Doesn't make a new star out of Asuka. Charlotte breaks the streak, still has the title, then got cashed in from Carmella. TLC, we finally see Asuka dethrone Charlotte because she couldn't beat Charlotte. That was the whole storyline going in. You can't beat me. Again, going on SmackDown, Asuka has the title. We haven't seen her in, what, three weeks, four weeks? Charlotte just comes out, oh, yeah, it's for the title. Okay, yeah, I'll face you on SmackDown. Makes her tap out on SmackDown Live two weeks before WrestleMania. Tap out. Asuka was supposed to be someone where you, when you watch her, she doesn't tap out. She doesn't lose often. She made Becky Lynch tap out at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, does that like no one remembers that? I'm pretty sure. If you bring up Oscar, be like, oh yeah, she. Uh, I don't remember. What was the last time she did something good? TLC? No. Oh, she then, made uh, Becky Lynch tap out at the Royal Rumble. When she made her tap I was so happy. I'm like, oh, maybe this is something good for Oscar. Maybe they're gonna push her again.
2: I uh, I love Charlotte. You know how much I love her. But the second she broke her streak was her downfall sometimes you need the predictable happy ending yeah and for Asuka, that was it she goes uh, undefeated and quote-unquote developmental wins the first ever Royal Rumble and then loses <laughs> that's a, that's a fucking layup you're supposed to win that one and then you go from there and then maybe an up-and-comer can beat her but, but that's, that but, but that, but that's what out. I mean that's what they could have done they could have done that with Carmela You
0: give a new superstar who's been undefeated, and the only way they lose is by cash-in.
2: They don't lose by actually losing the title. At that point already, it was kind
1: of, meh. They They missed an opportunity there because Charlotte and Asuka had probably the best match last year at WrestleMania. It was amazing. If you had Asuka still as a champ, you could have had Charlotte, as soon as this WrestleMania thing's done, go after Asuka for SummerSlam. That would have been a big match. Maybe have Asuka beat her this time. And then carry over that to WrestleMania next year. And maybe that could have been a future main event. Oscar Charlotte for a title. But now you have her tap out again on SmackDown. A year after she makes her tap out at WrestleMania, they just miss an opportunity on this feud. To me, the storytelling is just so off.
0: You make Oscar tap Becky out. Becky. Becky was one of the hottest girls in the whole company ever. And now you have Charlotte make Oscar tap. So what what does that look? How does that look on Becky Lynch? Oscar made Becky tap. There's no continuity. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't understand it. And now you're telling me that Oscar is gonna be thrown into the battle royal, probably win it. Be like, here, we're gonna have you win this. By the way, Naomi won it before. Where is she? Who gives a shit? So now Charlotte Flair's the SmackDown Women's Champ. It's a prop. She's just basically gonna. She's only holding it so the entrance looks a little better. It, it shows the blue on the Titantron a little more. But like, I'm calling it right now. If Charlotte Flair wins the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania, do not be surprised. That's all I'm saying because it
1: will be a riot. What about Rhonda?
0: wins no i no no ronda's
1: ronda is not winning you could just tell it it, just it's good that oscar okay she ended the streak uh, charlotte ended her streak before ronda had the chance to because then that would have been pissed off yeah yeah that would i would have that would have been worse
0: (laughs) if it was ronda i would have been like no man you can't do that to her
2: no i can't but did you mention a unification down the line or are they just going to go yeah, with the they, titles?
1: It depends. If they want to go with that unification thing because the SmackDown titles are all over. But then the women's champ would have to work all these dates like NXT. And then NXT has their... I don't know how they would work. It's a little weird. Go, like I don't know what they're thinking about backstage when it comes to that.
0: If they had to unificate the title... Charlotte Flair to me is yeah, the she's the win. champ. She's it's, it's the champ. That's there it. it is, and she's the one that's going to be Becky's going to be chasing her for the title, and she's going to have that
1: title for like three years, and then by the time someone
2: beats her, she'll be retired.
0: It'll be probably Tony Storm by that point
2: mm-hmm. coming up. They have uh, they have these tag titles now. Would you be opposed to a women's mid card title? I think right they now, might they, they might have, have to. to.
0: If, if you're telling me that the main event is just going to be Charlotte Becky, like, for majority of the year, because you got to remember, like, they're not trying to make contenders out of Sonya and Mandy and all these people right away. Like, I'm pretty sure a year ago, I would have assumed that Ruby Riot would be, like, at least in the position that, like, an Asuka or uh, Alexa Bliss was in. But she's nowhere to be found. Like, they're not... Ever since Ronda came in the company, they've really slacked with, like, trying to make more contenders. Yeah. There's maybe, like, five of them, and then that's it. No one else is really worthy of a title. Like, we were talking about the whole triple threat with with Asuka, Mandy, Sonia. Yeah, yeah, I love those two, but they don't have a realistic shot against Asuka, in my opinion. Yeah. That's probably their motivation for just scrapping
2: that whole program.
0: Pro- yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Like, yeah. they looked at it, they're like, oh... Um, Mandy and Sonya—it's gonna be a triple threat of mania. Are you down? Be like, well, we don't see them as a, like legit competition yet. We don't want the SmackDown Women's Title to get devalued. It already has because Oscar hasn't been there, and now Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champ. It's like, like I, okay, Charlotte could make anything work. She has the title; she'll probably make it work. But like, I don't want the SmackDown Women's Title just being a prop. I don't, I don't want that. It's just, it's worth so much more than that. And eight title reigns already is insane. That's a that's a stupid amount. I'm sorry. Another ten
2: years to go too. She's yeah. gonna shatter that for sure. <laughs>
0: Twenty-two time SmackDown Women's Champ. There it is. <laughs> Up next we had was Kurt Angle AJ Styles was supposed to have a nice match, but Randy Orton came out and interfered. So now we finally know who the heel is in this in this program. <laughs> it's Randy Orton. Yep. So what are your thoughts? I know you guys are excited for this singles match at a uh, Nostalgia Mania.
2: Uh, this kind of killed it for me. Yeah, because
0: I was expecting a great match here. I saw the pro. I'm like, oh, my God, this could be like TNA 2006 all over. And no,
2: it didn't really result in anything. Like he came out in RKO styles and then angles, flammed Orton, And then that was kind of it. And then that just killed the segment. Yeah. i like, nothing really progressed. It was just something that happened and it ruined a potential styles and ankle match that could have been solid.
0: Who, who was in the gauntlet for the New Day match? It was uh, The Bar, Rusev, Shinsuke, and who else? The Usos.
2: Gallows and Anderson started it. That lasted 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: That the was Usos probably the last was, uh, you've seen that.
1: their spot They came out, and they said, oh, we're going to – we think Kofi deserves to be in the match, and we've had some great matches with the New Day. We're going to forfeit so Kofi gets a better shot. And then – Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are backstage throwing chairs and breaking stuff. And then they come to the ring, and they were the new opponents. I love Daniel (laughs) (laughs) Bryan. Match with those two, and Eric Rowan took the fall. New day, helped Kofi get to WrestleMania. So is it safe to say
0: that Kofi Kingston is winning the WWE title at WrestleMania?
1: No. (laughs) Do you think? Yeah. I hope he does, but I don't know. There's something about this that I... I think Big E's going to turn on Kofi. I think
0: if Daniel Bryan retains the WWE title come WrestleMania,
2: that would be the swerve that this mania needs because... They do cheeky shit like that. Like, they'll retain that mania and then lose it the next pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I don't see Kofi losing, though. Like, you've built him up so much, I don't see him losing. But if it's to... If, like Based on this storyline, if it is to one person, it's the guy that created this storyline, Daniel Bryan. He's like, I've been the guy that's gone against the authority for years. And now I'm with the authority. And I'm the champion. And I'm going up against Daniel Bryan 2.0 and Kofi Kingston. He's a and Daniel player. Bryan wins. What a better way. I think if that happens, I will look at Piniello and... I will take off whatever shirt I'm wearing and I will go home and I will get my yes shirt and be like right here. This is my boy. I just – I hope that Daniel Bryan retains because he's just been on a different level.
1: Entertainment-wise, everything. He's I, just
2: – I think he's the best in the company right now.
0: He's
1: oh. – <laughs> If he retains, I that's – him and the Miz have to have that match. They have to. They have to. If not, they're missing out. I think if they throw AJ back in that and if he beats Randy Orton – and they go with Daniel Bryan, AJ again. That's a missed opportunity. I, I feel down.
0: I feel like if Kofi loses, it will be Big E costing him. He'll come out He'll be like, I, I'm the bigger star than you. I deserve this spot. And then he fucks him up. And, and there it is. You have a New Day triple threat at Extreme Rules.
2: I don't know. Whatever. I don't know if I'm stirring the pot here. But every time like the New Day are celebrating, yeah. after they think they get over Vince McMahon's huge obstacle... Big E doesn't really look as excited yeah. <laughs> as Xavier. I don't know if that's just me, but he's just kinda like resting bitch face and he's just yeah. kind of there. And then Xavier's losing his mind. So to your point, yeah. So maybe Big
0: E <laughs> attacks Kofi at WrestleMania.
2: Fans will you think it would be
0: you think it would be during the match? Or
1: after Ooh. the match after me. after so if kofi, kofi wins. wins if kofi wins biggie attacks him and so he ruins his whole moment and said you finally got your moment but that was because of me so i stole your moment and biggie just leaves
0: i e. would love i would first thing i do the next day i go on wwe shop i get a biggie merch i'm like where is it there it is Eat it. he's gonna probably get a shirt that just has an e on it
1: <laughs> then on the it.
0: back back it says i'm big yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> e perfect but yeah, you're, yeah, I I, 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 like what you said, Xavier. Like every time they sell, like, he's jumping, and then Biggie's usually the guy that's jumping, but he's just kind of there, and he's like, all right, he's like,
2: get it, buddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's
0: next? Okay, so with this all going down, are you guys excited for WrestleMania 35? No.
1: Nope.
0: No. No. Is Undertaker gonna have a match?
1: I think he'll have a run in. Oh. God, running. One of them, because he's wrestling in Saudi Arabia, so I think they'll just try to tone it down. Make him appear at WrestleMania. You know, Mm -hmm. the 10 minute entrance.
0: The other thing, actually, uh, before we go, the other thing I did not discuss was uh, the stipulation with the Miz match. Oh, yeah. It's now a no DQ.
1: False count anywhere. I think they were saying here.
0: Oh, this is, I feel like this is going to be a good match. I don't know why. I feel like this is is going to be a good one.
1: Stage, whatever, like he did at SummerSlam 2000. He'll probably do, get Steve Blackman to come out, go to the top, jump off. No, he's not doing that.
2: <laughs> no, no, when Shane came out with the 10 security guys and fucking primo Shelton Benjamin insanity, <laughs> I could not stop laughing. That was good. I'm like, just just put him in the fucking security guard suit. Like, why are they here? I haven't seen them in months. And then the Miz just beats them all up. I mean, that's, that's cool. Like, I'm so... Angry. Out of
0: all the matches at WrestleMania, if you had to have someone, when we talked about this before, between Kofi winning, Ronda win or uh, Becky winning and Seth winning, if one person had to win out of all three, who would you want to see win? Kofi. Kofi winning the title.
2: Yeah, for me it is Becky.
0: Yeah, I feel like Becky needs it the most. Yeah. Kofi doesn't really need anything because he's never
1: really had a WWE title. Like he doesn't. That's why it would make it more meaningful, because Becky's won the title before, and she's already, like, over. And Ronda, we all know, is, like, pretty much gone. <laughs> but Kofi winning would be a good moment of this nostalgia mania. Can you guys see Seth losing? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Last year, it looked like Roman was going to win 100%, and like I was thinking, there's no way he can lose. Brock beats him. What's I've, the title, yeah.
2: Vince? That's what we're going
1: to have. I, it. It's I, like, yeah, make it look real. Throw it at me,
2: asshole.
0: <laughs> is it safe to say that this WrestleMania
2: is going to be all about Becky Lynch? I feel like they're going to show a promo or just like a video package every 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like what you're in store for later on. Like, don't you just hate when they do that? Like when you're watching Raw, like in yeah. case you're tuning in, this is the main event. We know.
0: <laughs> okay, but... Do you get vibes? Because I remember Daniel Bryan five years ago. It was all about him, that mania. It was literally the Daniel Bryan mania. Is this a Becky Lynch mania? Or is it? Or are there too many matches to kind of say it's a Becky Lynch mania? Because the build at times has been all about her. Like,
2: all about her. I want to say yes, but uh, th- there's like a handful of matches. And everything else for me is just kind of there. Like, the three you brought up, that, the WWE title... And then the universal title. Everything else is just kind of on the card. That's <laughs> how cool. after Elimination Chamber,
1: that's when Kofi really came up more. So before that it was all Becky Lynch, like her coming out the night after the Royal Rumble. And then Kofi, when he goes into the Elimination Chamber match and doesn't win the title that night after, everybody was more on the Kofi bandwagon. Get okay, so I want to shout out Anthony Mangle quickly, and
0: this is what he says for the Daniel Bryan Kofi match. This is his prediction. Daniel Bryan retains the title, and it's good enough for Kofi to get that spotlight.
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dropping bombs! <balls>. Which basically
0: <laughs> means, fuck that guy, never again.
2: We put him in there. Can you see the visual of Kofi with the WWE title around his waist? Be honest with me, because yes. I can never picture that in the last 10 years. That's why we make it more like... You wouldn't expect
0: it. I'm telling you right now, no, if he, he if he wins, <laughs> it, he's he's going to be a transitional. He's not holding it
1: long. Yeah, till Tuesday of the. I think that's what would happen. Yeah, Big E takes him out and he loses the title probably to Daniel Bryan. On so it'll be Tuesday. it'll be like a
0: Christian type vibe yeah, from 2011. That's what wins think. the title and then loses it right away. One last match. I don't I don't know like even with the Brock match. Last year just fucks everything up because it's like, oh, Roman's winning and he didn't win. So it's like, is this going to happen again where it's like, oh, Seth is winning, Lesnar's leaving and then Lesnar signs a quick three-month contract and retains
2: and we go through this again. It's like, can the universal title just be on the show? I feel like I can see Brock winning. I think you told me this because it's kind of – everyone knows Becky's (coughs) going to win and that's going to be closing the show. Yeah. So just to get fans pissed off, the one match before, they'll have Lesnar win. And then the big payoff will be Becky. And then Lesnar drops the title right after.
0: This is what Anthony Mangos says. He says, Rawlins takes the title off Lesnar and they restore Raw. Or they keep it on Lesnar because they desperately want Roman Reigns to return and fill the top spot and win it at SummerSlam. Oh my
2: god, they're going to have that match again. I don't want to be there for that. No,
0: like I don't want to see Lesnar and Reigns anymore. It's been six matches or something. it's yeah, too much
1: overkill. He's lost them all. It's even like Strowman and Lesnar. Like we saw Kane, they threw in there to make it a triple threat. It still did nothing for – like it's the same match. Like the only match that they haven't really done twice is him and Samoa Joe and him and AJ.
0: For me, the best thing to do is you have Seth Rollins win and then you have him either turn heel and you have him face either Roman or you just have – a face Rollins take on Drew for the title, for the time being. So Drew would have to beat
1: Roman. Yeah, yeah
2: I could amazing. see I
0: could see like Seth winning, yeah. and they turned the Drew match into like a number one contender match for the winner of that. I like that. And there That'd it be is.
2: Good. I can see that being the main event for next year's Mania. Yeah. Drew and Roman, just with the title.
0: Oh yeah, I like I'd love that. That'd be good. But yeah, that's basically it for this week. Not a lot to. A lot to discuss. Next week should we go WrestleMania full. Next week is the full <laughs> WrestleMania preview. Oh my We're going to have to go over every match. This be is gonna be eight hours podcast because the show is going to be eight hours. <coughs> no way. <laughs> Actually, no, I want to bring up one more thing. Are you guys excited for Tony, Niece, and Buddy? No. Yes, I, <laughs> I hope feel, that makes
2: the card. It will.
0: I feel like I feel like that's like one of the best
1: outcomes for the cruiserweight division though. Right now, no, I would be excited if they actually had plans for it on the main card. But You know it's going to be on the pre-show. Yeah, I know. Like they had Austin Aries and, and Neville, Neville. Oh on the pre-show. my you god! Know this match is not going on the main card. Didn't even make the DVD. <laughs> that
2: baffles me more. Oh my Neville, god! Neville. That didn't make the DVD. Park versus Austin Aries. Man, that was the best match of the friggin' show. What a night! <laughs> I don't care what else happened. I forgot what happened. I don't have to know. Me too. Austin Aries and Neville. Are you kidding? Me? Was
0: that the same pre-show where it was Dean and
1: Baron Corbin?
2: I really hope not. Was that, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was for the IC. Which WrestleMania so was this? Thirty-three.
1: Thirty-three or two? Three. Yeah, because thirty-two Baron won the Battle Royal. Yeah. And Thirty-three. Yeah, that is. Oh my god.
0: Because <laughs> thirty-two was Dean versus Lesnar. That was awful. Yeah. That was awful. They built up Dean roadblock remember we face triple h for the title and then yeah you'll face lesnar whatever (laughs) you get squashed but anyways guys that is it for this week we talked about the playoffs we talked about nostalgia mania and we talked about how upset we are with uh oscar's reign piniella went on a little rant and that was it anyways guys make sure to tune in next week when we do our full eight hour preview of nostalgia mania take it easy guys